Greetings and welcome to the Mount Calvary Nation podcast hosted by Mount Calvary Baptist Church in Dayton, Ohio, where our pastor is the Reverend S.N. Winston Jr. We thank you for joining us and hope that this episode blesses you. Welcome to Mount Calvary Nation. Those who are watching us on Facebook Live, YouTube, and however else you are watching us globally, welcome to Mount Calvary Nation and to the house of worship. Welcome, welcome, welcome. I will be reading from Revelation chapter 7. After this, I beheld, and lo, a great multitude, which no man could number, of all nations and kindreds and people and tongues, stood before the throne, and behold, the Lamb clothed with white robes and palms in their hands, and cried with a loud voice, saying, Salvation to our God, which sitteth upon the throne, and unto the Lamb. And all the angels stood round about the throne, and about the elders and the four beasts, and fell down before the throne on their faces, and worshiped God, saying, Amen blessing and glory and wisdom and thanksgiving and honor and power and might be unto our God forever and ever. Amen. Therefore, my prayer, our prayer is this, Lord God, we have come into this house. We've gathered in your name to worship you. We've gathered in your name to worship Christ our Lord. You who are the one and only true God, the living God, Jehovah, the Lord, the self-existent one. Jesus is Lord. So we're forgetting about ourselves and we're concentrating on him and we worship him. We are forgetting about ourselves and we're going to concentrate on you, Lord Jesus, and we will worship you. It is in your mighty and matchless name we pray thee. Amen and amen. Hallelujah. Come on, open up your mouth and just say hallelujah. Come on, clap your hands and give our God praise however you do it. But praise his name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Our God has made ways out of no way. And he continues to do so. Hallelujah. Can you lift up your hands and just tell the Lord thank you. When I think about God making ways, I think about when he parted the sea for the Israelites. They didn't know. Moses did. They didn't know how he was going to make that way. 
and he made a way out of no way. It wasn't a regular street where they could cross. It seemed impossible. And what seemed impossible for them was possible for God. Hallelujah. And when he parted the Red Sea, they were able to walk through it. Has he made ways out of no way for you? In the midst of this pandemic, he's continued to provide. Where they told you you would lose your job, you didn't. Where they told you you wouldn't have money, you did. Where they told you provision wasn't there, it was. And so for that, you ought to tell them thank you. Because he continues to make ways. Some of us were able to keep our job. And if you didn't, he performed miracles in your lives. You ought to tell them thank you. We're standing here only because you made a way. Mm-hmm. Standing here, not knowing how we'll get through this test, but holding on to faith you know best. Nothing can catch you by surprise. You've got this figured out, and you're watching us now. When it looks as if we can't win, you wrapped us in your arms and stepped in. And everything we need, you supplied. You've got this in control, and now we know that you made a way. Anybody grateful? When our backs were against the wall, and it looked as if it was over, you made a way. And we're standing here only because you Just lift your hands and tell them thank you for making a way for me, Father. Oh, 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 oh. And now we're here, hallelujah. Looking back on where we've come from. Because of you and nothing we've done. To deserve the love and mercy you've shown. But your grace was strong enough to pick us up and you made a way. Come on. When our backs were, when our backs were against the wall. And it looked at. Can you all sing it? Say you And we're standing here. Only because. One more time. Say Say you made a way. When our backs were against the wall, we couldn't see what was next. But you made a And we're standing here. Only because, one more time, let's say it again. Say you made a way. When our backs were against the wall, and it looked at, you made. 
We're so 
you kept on mine. That you covered my family. That you kept providing. We're so grateful. We're so grateful. That you're an awesome God. That you're a mighty God. That you're the everlasting Father. That you're the Prince of Peace. That you're the Great I Am. That you're the King of Kings. The Omnipotent One. That you never leave And you never forsake us. You're right there with us. Continuing to walk with me. I said you walk with me. And you talk with me. And you tell me that I am your owner. Yes, Jesus loved me. Yes, Jesus loved me. For the Bible, it tells me so. grateful come on and lift up your hands and just tell them you're grateful that we're grateful you're holy you're righteous there's nobody like you hallelujah don't know why but I'm grateful don't know how but you did it don't know how but you did it don't know how can we say it? don't know how don't know how you made the way said we're standing right here cause you're an awesome God said we're standing here it's because of your grace and mercy God and we're standing here cause you're a compassionate God hallelujah and we're standing here only because you made a way hallelujah if you're great, if you're grateful because he made a way. I know he brought us out of 2020 and allowed us to see 2021 in June. So we made it six months in this year. If you know he's a keeper. You know he's a keeper. Come on and give him praise. That deserves a hallelujah. That deserves a thank you, Jesus. Jesus Christ. Thank you. If you are grateful just to be here, why don't you give God some kind of praise? 
Hallelujah to the name of God. Hallelujah. He made a way. You may be seated. Welcome. Welcome those who are in the building. Welcome into the building. Those who are worshiping with us virtually. Welcome and we're glad that you've chosen to join us. Uh, we say again that we are grateful to God for the technology that allows us to share together. And we're grateful certainly for those behind the technology who make it possible for us to worship virtually together. Literally all over the world. Let me, uh, let me make a, a couple of observations and say a few things and then we'll uh, continue on in our worship. Um, oh, thank you, sir. Registration for, uh, for services has changed a bit. You can still register uh, to come and worship in person, um, but you don't have to register beforehand. If you do register beforehand, then when you get out uh, to the lobby, then uh, there's just less that you have to do out there. Uh, so if you want to register beforehand, you can, and it'll just simplify the process. <clears throat> but if you don't register beforehand, you, it's fine. Just mask up and come on in. Um, we will just keep a record of who is here at every service um, so that in case we need it, we have a list for contact tracing purposes. <clears throat> um, if you are one of the education or healthcare workers who registered with the church office uh, for our recognition of those two um, essential uh, worker recognitions, if you have not picked up your gift, uh, you can do so uh, on Sundays from 12 to 1. You can come and grab it uh, from one of the deacons or uh, Monday through Thursday, 10.30 to 5, 10.30 a.m. to 5.30 p.m., you can come and pick it up uh, soon. I've been looking at those bags back there, and uh, soon your pastor's just going to start rifling through those bags and take the T-shirts for myself from double X to medium. I'm going to wear them all, all right? Uh, but if you are an education or healthcare worker, uh, please come and get your uh, your bag if you haven't. We will let you know next week what the next recognition is going to be of essential workers. We're not finished yet. <clears throat> we as the Mount Calvary Nation just want to say thank you for those who have continued to serve uh, during this pandemic. Y'all excuse me for just a moment. Uh, there is one among us family uh, who needs a, uh, a small house or apartment to rent. They are looking, uh, they are in the, in the market to rent a house, um, and uh, it, it is a family of three. Uh, if you are aware of, uh, of such, or if you have such, would you call the church office, please? Uh, you all know I believe the Bible, and, uh, and according to Acts chapter 2, they didn't just speak in tongues when the Holy Ghost came, uh, where there was a need among them there was also extra among them so that nobody had a need that went unmet. And I do believe that within the family, uh, there is the possibility of meeting every need that exists. Amen, somebody. 
So if you, uh, if you know of such, would you please call the church office as soon as you can and leave that information? We would appreciate it. <clears throat> um, don't forget tomorrow at 1130 at the Mount Enon Church, um, Anita Jackson's funeral is going to be held. Please keep Brother Jackson and the family in your prayers. Support with your presence if possible, uh, but certainly let's support with our prayers. I would also that you would pray for Deacon Sandifer's mother. She is in the hospital in Columbus. That's why he's not here today. Uh, would you keep her uh, and him and, and the family and all the caregivers in your prayers? Um, Ronnell Hunt, are you back in the back somewhere? <clears throat> he's not back there? All right. Um, he may not be in town this weekend. He, uh, he informed me uh, a little earlier this week that uh, there is a job opportunity. Many of you know Ronnell Hunt. You see him on the news on uh, Channel 7. And uh, he is actually from Pittsburgh and uh, ended up here. But there is a job opportunity uh, to further his broadcasting career in, uh, in Pittsburgh. And, uh, and for the next few weeks, he's going to be back and forth between Dayton and Pittsburgh getting things together. Um, but we just want to keep him in our prayers as he goes on to what's next. Uh, please keep Brother Ronnell Hunt in your prayers. I was one proud pastor. Is, um, is Marquetta Colbert here? Brother Mike? Is he ushering today? Not today. All right. Um, I was one proud pastor this week. Uh, I got to participate in the ribbon cutting of one of our members, Marquetta Colbert, who is um, the first, somebody correct me if I'm wrong, I, she's the first nurse practitioner in the state, uh, she was 11 years ago, to open her own practice, Colbert Family Health. And, uh, and this past uh, week, she opened her second location, uh, so now she is located not just in Trotwood, but also um, right here on um, Need. That's not Needmore. What Turner Road? Uh, she opened a second practice, and uh, congratulations to her and to Brother Colbert, and we pray God's blessings on them. Would you put on your calendars the fourth Sunday in June? Fourth Sunday in June. We are going to worship outside. We're going to worship outside uh, on the fourth Sunday in June. Um, I'll give you more details uh, later, but uh, keep that on your keep that on your calendar. Fourth Sunday in June, we are going to worship outside. There are several uh, among us who have completed while we've been gone um, new member orientation, and uh, I want to present their church membership certificate. So here's how we'll do it while we're in this little uh, in-between time. I'm going to call your name. I'll ask that you would stand if you're in the building so that people can see who you are and we can recognize you. And then after service, I will meet you uh, at the door uh, the in the lobby. You all know which door I'm talking about. Uh, at the door that's not glass in the lobby, I'll meet you there and I'll have your certificate for you. LaDonna Turpin, are you here? How about Tanya Trammell? Keith Trammell. Shanette Childress. God bless you, Miss Shanette. 
Welcome officially to the Mount Calvary family. God bless you. Marisha Smith. Sylvia King. God bless you. Welcome. Glad to have you. And Kalila Forte. All right. Very well. If you all meet me at the uh, at the back door after service, I will have your certificate for you. I think that's all that I have. We are going to Acts chapter 19. All right. Miss Val texted me this week. She said, Pastor, will you sing with us? Um, told her I'd pray about it. I never actually got back to her. But she sent a text this morning saying, remember, you're singing with us. Remember God cares God cares for you And when you're in doubt You can't see your way out Remember he'll see you through See you through, see you through Just call Just call Call his name of Jesus Just call his name Remember God cares, yes God I know. cares for you And when you're in doubt You can't see your way out Can I get one witness, he'll see you through See you through, see you through Just call, Just call, call on, on his name, name of Jesus Just call him, Just call his name Jesus, he'll pick you up every time you fall. 
name is Jesus. 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 Oh, how precious. Oh, how precious. Is his name. Oh, how precious. Oh, how precious is the name. Is the name of Jesus. Jesus. He'll hear you every time you call. Oh, how precious. Oh, how precious is the name. Is the name of Jesus. Jesus. Jesus, 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 he's a mother for the motherless, he's a father for the fatherless, oh Jesus, 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 he's my friend, my counselor, he's everything to me, oh Jesus, 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 Oh, how precious, oh, how precious, how precious, how precious, 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 Oh, how precious, oh, how precious is the name, is the name of, of Jesus. Jesus. I'm so glad he'll pick you up every time you fall. His name is Jesus. Jesus, 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 The more I call him, the better I feel. The more I call him, the better I feel. The more I call him, the better I feel. The more I call him, the better I feel. Jesus, 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 Jesus. Oh, how precious.
dare you to call his name. There is Starting at verse 8. something about his name there is there is verse 8 of Acts 19 Paul entered the synagogue and spoke boldly there for three months arguing persuasively about the kingdom of God some of them became obstinate. They refused to believe and publicly maligned the way. So Paul left them. He took the disciples with him and had discussions daily in the lecture hall of Tyrannus. This went on for two years so that all the Jews and Greeks who lived in the province of Asia heard the word of the Lord. God did extraordinary miracles through Paul so that even handkerchiefs and aprons that had touched him were taken to the sick and their illnesses were cured and the evil spirits left them. Verses 8 through 12 of Acts chapter 19. You may be seated. Last week, we continued our walk through the book of Acts, which has brought us up to chapter 19 of Luke's book, documenting some of the Acts of the Apostles, or as some would label it, the Acts of the Holy Spirit in the, in the early church. For in this book, we are indeed given a glimpse we are given some spiritual insight into the workings of the early church, and this glimpse is invaluable as we, the Mount Calvary Nation, attempt to realign ourselves, to make adjustments where necessary, to get back to God's original design for church. We want to become who we are, 
not just settle for what the church has become. For in these last and evil days, the world needs the church that Jesus was referring to when he said upon this rock, I will build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. This is not the time for a powerless church. These are not the days for a docile, impotent, irrelevant church. But saints of God, we have to reevaluate what it means to be the church. And I have news for us. God's plan for the church has not changed. God's pattern for the church hasn't changed. And we are simply going back to the pattern. That is the word of God and adjusting ourselves according to the pattern because the pattern will not adjust itself to us. And so this week we continue in chapter 19 of Acts. Starting in verse 8, Paul has just laid his hands on about 12 people who received the gift of the Holy Spirit, you all remember, and they started speaking in tongues and prophesying. And then we are told that Paul goes into the synagogue and starts boldly proclaiming the kingdom of God, the reign of God, the rule of God, that God's kingdom has come that Jesus Christ is Lord of all. And he consistently preached that in the synagogue there for three months until some people started, uh, give, they started giving him trouble. So he took, uh, he took some of the students with him and they went to a lecture hall and continued talking about the things of God, the kingdom of God. And they did this for about two years. The Bible says, so that all the Jews and the Greeks living in the entire province of Asia heard the word of the Lord. And by the time we get down to verse 11, by the time we get down to verse 11, which is where I want to zero in on today, the Bible says God did extraordinary miracles through Paul. The King James Version says, and God wrought special miracles by the hands of Paul. Special miracles, extraordinary miracles. Now, here's what I don't quite get. I mean, any miracle is a miracle. The very word miracle itself carries with it the connotation of extraordinary or special. That's what makes it a miracle. A miracle is a wonder. A miracle is a marvel. A miracle is an event ascribed to a supernatural cause. Any event that may be considered as a work of God. Let me... Let, let, let's, let's look at it. It is a miracle. It is a work of God that the earth remains about 94 million miles from the sun, just close enough to keep us warm and just far enough to keep us from burning up. It is a miracle, a work of God, that the earth still orbits the sun in an elliptical pattern about 365 days for a full revolution. It is a miracle. A work of God that while the earth is revolving around the sun, it is simultaneously rotating at approximately a thousand miles per hour, just fast enough and just slow enough to keep us from flying off of it. It is a miracle, a work of God, 
that the skeletal system, the nervous system, the muscular system, the respiratory system, the endocrine system, the immune system, the circulatory system, the urinary system, the reproductive system, and the digestive system all work together as a complex machine, a product of intelligent design, fearfully and wonderfully made. It is a miracle, a work of God, that on average we breathe about 20,000 breaths a day, breathing in oxygen, causing cells to react with the glucose from the food we eat, allowing our bodies to use it as energy. It is a miracle, a work of God, that when we breathe in oxygen, our bodies create what are called superoxides, which help to fight bacteria and viruses. As a matter of fact, these miraculous bodies use the oxygen from the air we breathe in all kinds of ways and then what it doesn't use, it spits back out as carbon dioxide which is exactly what the plants around us need so that they can produce more oxygen that we need. Ah, then it makes sense when David concluded his famous psalm with these 13 little words, let everything that hath breath praise the Lord. Praise ye the Lord. Every breath is a miracle. Every breath is a miraculous opportunity to tell the Lord thank you. 20,000 breaths, 20,000 opportunities per day just to give him some sort of praise. And if you don't mind, we might as well take one of those opportunities right now. Miracles are indeed everywhere. But for some reason, in Luke's record, he is prompted by the Holy Spirit to write, Utughano dunamis, special miracles, extraordinary miracles, unusual miracles by the hands of Paul. Notice God is doing the work, but he's using Paul's hands. God is the source of the miracles. Paul is just the instrument through which God works. God is the power. Paul is the vessel. God is the miracle worker. Paul is the conduit through which the miracle of God flows. And I don't know about you, church, but as I read verse 11 of Acts 19, there is a question that pops into my mind and my spirit. There is a looming interrogative, a persistent inquiry that will not leave me alone, and it is this. Why Paul? Paul, who has described himself as the chiefest of sinners. Paul, who said in Ephesians chapter 3, verse 8, that he was less than the least of all saints. Paul, who was before a blasphemer, a persecutor, and injurious, but Jesus met him on the Damascus Road and picked him up and turned him around. And I just believe that if he can work special miracles by the hands of Paul, he can work special miracles by any of our hands. Now, I know, I know, there are those who will tell you that God doesn't do that anymore. That there are no more special miracles. 
no more extraordinary miracles. They will tell you that God only did that through the apostles so that the word might be established, so that the gospel would be confirmed, so that those hearing would believe the power of the gospel. And I have not come to argue that today. I'll just say three things about it. Number one, there is no scriptural indication whatsoever that miracles would cease with the death of the apostles. None. Man made that up to try to explain why they weren't seeing the kind of power that the early church displayed. Secondly, God doesn't change. And if he wrought special miracles in the days of old, he can do it again. Thirdly, if even if the skeptics are correct and those miracles were just to help establish the gospel, then it looks like to me we ready for them again. Because if ever there was a time when the gospel of Jesus Christ, the truth of the word of God was under attack, that time is now. It just seems like to me in this age of skepticism, now, in this world of new age foolishness, now, where anything and everything is acceptable as long as it's not Christianity, now we need a special miracle, an extraordinary miracle wrought by God. Let me just quickly attempt uh, to answer the question of why Paul, and we'll get on to the table. That's, 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 what, that's what I want to examine today for just a little bit as I preach from the subject. Why Paul? Why Paul? What was it about Paul that would cause God to use him like that? What would make God perform special miracles through Paul? Of course, ultimately, it is only because of his grace, right? It was God's sovereign wisdom, his perfect and complete will, that he chose Paul to be an instrument. But I believe if we examine the text, we will find some attributes of Paul that made him a good candidate for the master's use. And if we want to be used as his people, if we want to walk in this kind of unusual power, this type of extraordinary ministry in the church today, we would do well to look at those attributes of Paul. So why Paul? Let me answer quickly. First of all, because Paul was faithful. Say that with me. Paul was faithful. Paul is now on his third missionary journey since he met Jesus and got saved on the Damascus Road, since he got healed and filled with the Holy Ghost, he has been busy working for the Lord. And we read in this chapter that as Paul continues his ministry, he went into the synagogues speaking about the kingdom, disrupting and pardon me, disputing and persuading the people there for three months until some of them became obstinate. The King James Version says they were hardened and they didn't believe and they started speaking evil about the way. The way, that's what this movement was called. The early church is referred to as the way. And so after three months and some resistance and opposition, Paul doesn't give up. He doesn't stop teaching he doesn't sit down because it gets hard. He says, if you don't want me here, I'll find someplace else to do it. He's faithful. 
And so every day for the next two years, he takes some students down to Tyrannus's lecture hall and continues to discuss kingdom daily until all the Jews and the Greeks in the area had heard the word of the Lord. He's faithful. Oh, that God would help us to be faithful beyond opposition. God, help us to be faithful past disappointment. Faithful in spite of our circumstances. Faithful in spite of our feelings. There is no record that anybody had to beg Paul to do it. There is no record of anybody paying him to do it. He's just faithful. He's faithful to his calling. Faithful to his assignment. Faithful to the gospel. Faithful to the Lord. Every day he showed up. I wonder if there were days when there were lots of people and days when there were only a few people. But he showed up. I wonder if there were days where he felt like going and days where he would have rather stayed in bed. We don't know. But he was faithful. I wonder if there were days when he was appreciated and days when he was criticized. We don't know, but he was faithful. He kept showing up. He kept teaching. He kept preaching. Saints, if we would be used as instruments in the Lord's hand, if we want him to work extraordinary miracles through us, perhaps we should start by being faithful. I do recognize that that is somewhat counter to the day in which we live. We don't value faithfulness. In our culture, we do whatever we feel. But the Bible doesn't make any promises about following our feelings. But there are some promises about being faithful. Proverbs 28, 20 says, A faithful man will abound in blessings. Luke 16, 10, Whoever can be trusted with very little can also be trusted with much. You know what Revelation 2, 10 says, Be thou faithful unto death. In other words, be faithful if it kills you. And I'll give you a crown of life. I believe the Lord is looking for some faithful saints to use. Some saints who will be faithful to the assignment. Some saints who will be faithful to the calling. Faithful to his word. Faithful saints. Dependable saints. Trustworthy saints. Some steadfast saints who won't let opposition stop you. Some resolute saints who will stand in the face of adversity. Somebody who will be faithful with the little so he can give you the much. I always find it funny when people tell me that they're waiting on God to give them the Mercedes when they won't wash the Pinto that they have. Be faithful. 
Paul was first of all faithful but then finally and I'm done Paul was number two a servant say that with me Paul was a servant now I know it may not be obvious in the text at first but I promise it's in there Paul was a servant and I would offer to you that if we want to be extraordinarily used by God we must be servants I hear you in your mind where pastor where do you see that in the text look at verse 12 verse 11 says God wrought special miracles by the hand of Paul verse 12 says so that from his body were brought unto the sick handkerchiefs or aprons and the diseases departed from them and the evil spirits went out of them I, I know I understand I, I, I get it. We have been scarred. We are a little disillusioned at this point because I don't mean no harm, but prophet so-and-so said um, he, he sent us a piece of cloth that he had prayed over and we were supposed to get a big financial breakthrough because of the prayer cloth that somebody sent us after we sent them three easy installments of 1999 and you're still waiting on that financial blessings. But Saints, don't be thrown off track. Don't miss what's going on here in the text. And I recognize that there are those who have misused and those who have abused this concept for material gain. But don't miss it. Don't miss what's right here in the text. I would offer to you that Luke is very specific in this verse for a reason. There are two articles that Luke mentions here. Handkerchiefs and aprons two specific things that Paul used which the Lord used to pass out miracles of healing and deliverance Paul's handkerchiefs and Paul's aprons and I didn't get the significance of them until I started looking deeper handkerchiefs sudarion in the Greek a cloth used for wiping sweat from the face and aprons semikintheon a cloth or apron worn by servants two things a sweat towel and an apron can I tell you something kings don't use sweat towels and aprons servants do Paul is not a celebrity big shot preacher who is being waited on hand and foot he is a servant who is wiping sweat from his own brow and with an apron ready to serve oh wow I'm not trying to mess with the way we do church. I just believe that if Paul was preaching today, and I, I know my voice just went there automatically. I don't know. It's the Baptist in me. I, don't. I just believe that he would carry his own Bible to the pulpit. I just believe he, well, let me, 
stop let me stop I'm afraid I'm afraid I am afraid that's leave me alone please I'm afraid that somewhere along the way we forgot that saints are servants don't look at anybody close to you look somewhere across the sanctuary make sure your mask is pulled up and say it real loud so they can hear you saints are servants Somewhere along the way, we forgot that it's greater to serve than to be served. Somewhere between the early church and now, we got hoodwinked into thinking that the higher you go, the holier you are, the less you serve. But I want to serve notice today that Paul, the great apostle, was a servant. He served where he was placed. And maybe your assignment is not to preach the gospel. But wherever you've been placed, whatever you've been called to do, serve. Y'all know what Romans 12 says. I, I say it in my prayer every morning. Present your body a living sacrifice. In other words, report for duty. Because there are people to serve. There are hungry folks to feed. There are hurting people to comfort. There are children who need tutors. There are young men who need relationship with godly men. There are young ladies who need to see what holy women live like. The harvest is plentiful, but we need servants. Pastor, you won't put me up to preach. I can't get you to clean the bathroom. Saints are servants. Pick up a broom. Saints are servants. Cook some for somebody. Saints are servants. We got new members to train. We've got people to pick up. Saints are servants. The Bible says each one of you, everybody should use whatever gift he's been given to serve others. The Bible says I'm done. Work willingly at whatever you do as though you were working for the Lord rather than for people. Remember that the Lord will give you an inheritance as your reward and that the master you are serving is Christ the Bible says when he had washed their feet he put on his outer garments resumed his place he said don't you understand what I've just done to you you call me teacher and Lord and you're right for I am and if I your Lord and teacher have washed your feet I know you'll wash one another's the Bible says if anybody would be first he must be last of all and servant of all the Bible says feed the hungry help those in trouble then your light will shine in darkness Jesus said Matthew 23 11, the greatest among you will be your servant let me let me cut on across the field 
The Bible says, for even the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve. And if the Son of Man came not to be served, but to serve, then what makes us think that we deserve to be served rather than to serve. You know what the Bible says. Let this mind be in you which was also in Christ Jesus who being in the form of God thought it not robbery to be equal with God but made himself of no reputation and took upon him the form of a servant and he was made in the likeness of men and being found in fashion as a man he humbled himself and became obedient unto death even the death of the cross so God has highly exalted him and given him a name which is above every name that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow of things in heaven and things in earth and things under the earth and that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father all I'm trying to tell you is that Jesus himself was a servant all I'm trying to say is that God uses faithful servants why Paul because he was faithful why Paul because he was a servant maybe maybe just perhaps that's why Big Mama Nim used to sing use me Lord in your service draw me nearer every day I'm willing to run all the way if I falter while I'm trying don't be angry let me stay I'm willing Lord to run on all the way y'all excuse me but my daddy used to sing it like this a charge to keep I have and a God to glorify a never dying soul to save and fit it for the sky to serve this present age my calling to fulfill oh may in all my powers engage to do my master's will as for me and my house we will serve the Lord y'all excuse me but when I was a boy I used to hear the deacon say during devotion I'm on the battlefield for my Lord and I promise him that I that I would serve him till I die yes I'm on the battle I trust in the Lord until I die 
I will take up a soldier's stance until I die. I'll be faithful if it kills me. I'll be faithful if no one goes with me. I'll be faithful if I have to go by myself. I'll be faithful if it hurts me sometimes. I'll be faithful when I'm giving up the wrong for the right. I'll be faithful when I feel like it and when I don't feel like it. I'll preach for him when I feel like it and when I don't feel like it. I'll serve when I want to and when I don't want to. I'll present my body a living sacrifice holy and acceptable unto him because it's just my reasonable service it's just reasonable when I consider what he's done for me the least I can do is serve him when I consider every breath I take belongs to him the least I can do is serve him when I consider he rescued me from a burning hell the least I can do is serve him when I consider he died on Calvary's cross to save somebody like me I I I'll serve him to the day I die I'll serve him to the day I die I'll serve him I'll serve him I'll serve him I'll serve him he deserves it he deserves it he deserves it when I think of the goodness of Jesus and all that he's done for me I'll serve him until they roll what's left of me down the aisle I'll serve him Listen to me, there is a place for every spiritual grace and spiritual discipline there is. But what I see about Paul and these special miracles, I see that there are two attributes. He was faithful and he was a servant. I 
I don't know that he gave any extra offering. I don't know that he fasted for 148 days. I don't know. What I do know is that he was faithful and he was a servant. And then I keep hearing ringing in the back of my mind. I keep hearing, well done. Because apparently that's what he's looking for. So when the time comes, I want him to be able to say of me, I want him to be able to say of us, well done, thou good and faithful servant. Don't call me reverend. nobody reverend but him anyway that's what the Bible says call me faithful servant listen when my time comes I want my wife to be able to say that I was a good husband I want my children to be able to say I was a good father I want the church I lead to be able to say I was a good pastor. I want all that. But what I want more than any of that I'm living to hear him say well done good and faithful servant do you get it take a couple of those breaths a couple of those opportunities and tell the Lord thank you would you flat if you're not there already. That's what's up. All of my life, I've never known you to fail. You remain the same. Wonderful is your name. All of my life, I've never known you to fail. You remain the same. Wonderful is your Up this morning, come on, started me on my way. Put food on my table, Put food on my brought table. joy to my day. Joy to my I'm day. Started me on my way. Put food on my table. Put joy to my day. I'm glad your love has never changed. And 
this is what I want to get to. For the rest of my life, I'll serve. For the rest of my life, that's what I want to get right there. Come on, y'all help me out. For, for the rest of my life, I'll serve. Come on, say it with us. For the rest of my life, for the rest of my life, I'll serve. Come on, say it. For, for the rest, rest of my life. life. For the rest of my life. For the rest of my life. Say it again, say it again. For the rest of my life. I'll serve For the rest of my life. For the rest of my life. One more time, say for the rest of my life. I'll serve I'll serve For the rest of my life. For the rest of my life. Come on out. You woke me up this morning. You woke me up this morning. Sliding me on my way. Me on my Put way. food on my table. Brought joy to. Brought joy to. You table. woke me up this morning. You woke me up this morning. Sliding me on my way. Put food on my table. Brought joy to my heart. You woke me up. You woke me up this morning. Sliding me on my way. Put food on my table. Put food on my table. You woke me up. You woke me up. You woke me up. Did he wake you up this morning? Are you glad about it? You woke me up this morning. You woke me up. You woke me up. Started me on my way. Put food on my table. in the building you're not sure you're saved if you're watching online right now you're with us by Facebook or on the website you're not sure you're saved listen I've got some good news for you God loved the world so much that he gave his only begotten son that's Jesus Christ that whosoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. God didn't send his son into the world to condemn the world but so that the world through him yeah here's what the Bible says confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead you shall be saved if you're in the building and you're ready to make that confession today slip your hand up will you We've got somebody who will come to you and walk you through that. You can know today that you're going to spend eternity with Jesus. You're not too bad. You haven't done too much. You haven't gone too far. If you're online, you want to be saved today, put it in the chat. Send us a direct message. If you're on the website, send us an email saying, I want to confess Christ today. I want to be saved. Somebody will contact you this afternoon and we'll walk you through it. 
You can be saved today. That's good news. Second call is this. Maybe you're here or maybe you're online and you're saved already. You know where you're going to spend eternity. But you know that you, that the Lord wants you in this part of his body. If that's you, would you slip your hand up? Somebody will come to you with further instructions. If you know that the Lord wants you in the Mount Calvary family, you're saved already. But you know he wants you here. Slip your hand up if you're here. If you're online, put it in the chat. Send us a message. Let us know. Everybody in here is saved and is where you know you belong. Then let the church say amen. So be it. So be it. Good. We're going to go ahead and get ready for the Lord's Supper. You should have received your elements when you came in. If you didn't, if you need one of the deacons to serve you, they will be glad to. Is there anybody who, who did not receive the elements? If you're at home, now's your chance to go get them if you haven't already. everyone been served who wishes to be on the night that Jesus was betrayed he took bread gave thanks blessed it broke it and gave it to his disciples and said this bread is my body given for you now take and eat all of it supper he took the cup he gave thanks blessed it and gave it to his disciples and said this cup is the new covenant in my blood shed for the payment of sins now take and drink all of it and certainly we thank God for Jesus for the rest of my life
I consider all that he's done for me and you. Wow. That's all I can keep saying is just wow. How he intricately and wonderfully and fearfully made me. Yeah. Every molecule and neutron and cell and just me. Isn't it wonderful? Every breath I take. Just take a moment before we leave. Just breathe in. And then exhale. That's God. Isn't it marvelous? Just marvelous. Let's stand for the benediction. We don't have to end just because we leave it here. Because God is with us all the time. So when you go to work tomorrow, if you go to work, when you go to grocery store, wherever you may go, even when you go home, God is with you. So that person you meet, See God in them. See the Christ in them because God created them too. See God in them because he created them too. May not be the way you expect it to be, but God created them too. Remember that. Let everything that hath breath praise the Lord. Amen. Now unto him that is able to keep us from falling and to present us faultless before the presence of his glory with exceeding joy to the only wise God our Savior be glory and majesty, dominion and power both now and forever. Amen.